Welcome to the Mind to Muscle podcast, where we focus on exercising our minds and our muscles. I'm your host and sweaty mama, Jennifer Loganville, and my goal is to empower you to live each and every day stronger than yesterday. Being the strongest in the room isn't only about your physical fitness, but your confidence and mindset. Here, I'm your biggest cheerleader as we learn how important it is to put your mind to muscle even before picking up the weight. Otherwise, what are you doing? Grab your water and get set up. We're starting in three, two, one. Let's go. Hello and welcome to today's podcast. This is macro part two. If you are just listening to this one, I would highly suggest going and listening to macros part one first so that way you totally understand what we're talking about. Number one has all the basics about macros, what they are, why you need them, etc. And now for part two, I'm diving in deeper. So start with one and move to two. I am mainly speaking to my members as in my audience because I offer them one-on-one macro coaching with my program, Jen's Get Fit Group. But if you're not a member of mine, that's okay. I think you'll still find some really useful information here to serve you while you're on your tracking journey. So we're going to dive in and start talking about everything we did in episode one with this macro series, but a little deeper. So I have a lot of questions from members who want to know, like when I go out to eat, how do I do that? What's the best way to meal prep? That's what we're going to talk about today. So to be successful with your macros, you have to prepare and be consistent. Super easy to understand those two keys. Really, with my own experience, that is the best way to have the best results on macros. So easy ways to do that would be planning ahead. That is absolutely the key to be successful with macros and not feel burnt out or overwhelmed. Say you're going to go out to eat at a restaurant. So before you go, take a moment and look at the restaurant's menu online. That way you can plan what you're going to order in advance and you can calculate the macros in advance to ensure that you are still hitting your daily requirements. Don't be afraid to ask the waiter or the chef or the cooks, whatever, for an alternative to fit into your requirements a little bit better. Maybe that looks like you ask them to hold the garlic butter on your steak or you don't add sour cream to your sweet potato or whatever that looks like. Ask for adjustments to better fit. But also make sure that you, if you get the butter, you get the sour cream you have to make sure you're adding those to your macro calculator because those count. Anything that you put into your body counts as a macro. It does. And a lot of people will miss it as my members and they will skip adding condiments and they'll skip adding their mixers for their protein and they'll skip adding their creamers. It's Those are the really big deals that I see a lot of my members skip and they want to know why have I not seen my body fat go down and then we we dive and we ask I ask a lot of questions and we together figure out what the missing key is here and it's because we have added all of these condiments and creamers and once we add those then the members like ah I see it makes sense so those matter that, I'm not saying you can't have those 
I'm saying maybe find a fat-free version, maybe find a sugar-free version and adjust to better fit your requirements for your macros. And if those are non-negotiable for you, that's okay. You can absolutely have those because they're macros. You can have whatever you want. Just fit them into it. That may mean you don't get a higher fatty snack before your workout. And that's okay. You have to say what's more important to you. That is an easy way. Another tip that I have is if you are like, say, a traveling sports mom or parent or whatever, and you guys eat out at a quick restaurant a lot through the spring and summer because that's what works. We don't have a lot of time to sit down at a restaurant or whatever. You're going to go through Wendy's. And every fast food chain now has a, almost, has a grilled chicken breast sandwich. I specifically look for that everywhere because you can get that almost anywhere. So always order that if you're looking for something to still fit into your macros. A grilled chicken breast sandwich, take the bun off, and now you have a cooked chicken breast at a fast food restaurant. And now you can eat it and you can add your lettuce and your tomato and maybe that's what you eat or you're going to eat one side of the bun and that's going to be your carbs. And that's why I said in episode or part one of the macro series is because you need to find an app that has a huge database so that way you can type in Chick-fil-A, grilled chicken sandwich, da 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 whatever that looks like. And it usually will already be imported in there. So that's why it's really important to find a good, solid app if that's what you're using to track so that way you can consider all the things and you're not messing up. And if your app doesn't have that, try to build it in a recipe. And if you get a grilled chicken sandwich, build it and just do some quick Google searching. It takes it once, save the recipe. So next time you go there or at another restaurant, you can just quickly add that and subtract or add whatever you're eating with it. So those are some tips surrounding eating out in a restaurant. Another tip is meal prep. It's an excellent way to hit your macros daily. Bottom line, when you meal prep, you have complete control what goes into your meals, and then you get to have complete control what goes into your body. And it's a beautiful situation. Yes, it feels a little bit intimidating to meal prep. I get it. We've been doing it for years and years, but it is always worth it. I've never regretted meal prepping. I mean, like, wow, this sucks that I don't, you know, that I have a meal at my fingertips ready. No, what we actually do at my house is we, Johnny's the cook at our house and he will meal prep. So he'll make dinner, but he doubles the portions and almost sometimes he'll triple it. So our favorite meal prep we do at our house is our chicken pasta recipe. And he will triple it almost so that way he can have enough for him and myself for lunches for five days. So he will make enough at one time. Everything's out, everything's messy, he's cooking, you might as well double or triple it. So we have lunch all week long. And then we have protein pasta and chicken with a natural sauce and some herbs all already done for the week. And that's my favorite meal prep that we do. We do the same thing for our kids. We will meal prep grilled chicken for them all one day. So they have cooked meat ready, prepared in the fridge every night. And some people cannot handle 
warmed up leftovers. And that's okay. If that's not for you, I suggest finding one of my quick hacks for people who don't love to do that is if you can't handle it the next day, try to see if you can meal prep for lunch if that's what you're cooking and then you can eat it the same thing for dinner. So make a double batch and then you just warm it up for dinner. Again, if that is not your jam, then you need to find really quick ways to make your meals and that takes up more time. I don't know, sometimes you may have to compromise just slightly to fit your goals if you have a specific goal of losing body fat, gaining muscle. You're going to have to work really, really hard to be like, okay, balance is really kind of hard thing to say because you're always going to be giving up one thing for another thing. So you can't find balance in that sense because you're giving up time to cook a new meal every time you eat. Or are you giving up the fact that I don't like to warm up food, so then I'm giving something up either way. So you have to decide what works for you, and everyone is different, but meal prepping is what works for majority, and so that's who I'm speaking with on this. Truly cook your meat in bulk, cook your rice in bulk, and then veggies are super easy to cook and warm up. Sunday is when we will typically meal prep, sometimes Saturday. It really just depends what the weekend looks like. And if we have weeks where we don't meal prep, and that's okay. Yes, we find ourselves like grabbing whatever we can every day or going out to eat more. And that's life. And it happens. Or we'll find a day. Okay, Wednesdays are pretty low key for us. So we will meal prep for the rest of the week on a Wednesday evening as we're making dinner. So try to do it as you're already dirtying the kitchen and making a dish, breakfast, lunch, dinner. Like, do it then. So then it's like, okay, I'm already making scrambled eggs. I'll just go ahead and finish out this 18-count carton of eggs, and now I've got eggs ready to go for the week. Or if that makes you wow that you can't even fathom doing that, boil them for the week or scramble them and cook them for the next three days and then do it again midweek if you, like, it a little more fresh. It's totally your call, but you have to decide and make it very important and a priority for you to do. Also, I tell my members all the time, weekend macros count, and I'm going to give you some tips on how to navigate that. It can be tempting to just want to relax, not track your macros as closely on the weekends, but I encourage you Just stay close with your macros and stay consistent with them so that way you can reach your goals faster. And the faster you're hitting your your check marks and your goals, the more likely you're going to stay on track and do this more consistently. I find personally with my members, the ones who track seven days a week have better results. And then they're like, yes, 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 give me more. The ones who track five days a week and throw it in the towel on the weekends are the ones who will stop tracking for a couple months and then cycle through, come off and on. And so just give it a try for a month. Say for one month, I'm tracking seven days a week. And easy ways to help yourself stay on track is to plan ahead. That is the best way. So take a few minutes on Friday night or Saturday morning to plan what you're going to eat for the weekend. I know maybe that's daunting for some people. You're going to go out to eat. And again, I just said how you're going to plan going out to eat. So now you're going to stay accountable. You're going to make better choices. You're going to enter, even if you have a glass of wine, you're going to enter that into your macro app. 
It's so important to see the best results, truly. And if you have a Dr. Pepper at dinner, it's going to be okay. You're just going to enter it and you're going to move on. And we're not going to sit and focus on it because it's not going to make or break your results for one day. But it is important to include those on your app. And if you need modifications, make them. Like I said, it's easy. Prep your snacks and also make sure you're shopping for seven days a week, not five days a week. If you're meal prepping or shopping at the grocery store for five days, you're setting yourself up to not be successful for seven. So you have to consider that. Track on the weekends, but also find a routine. Like I love a routine. So Try to mimic a thing that always gets me is members will say, you know what, during the week I have work. And so I have a break at 10, 15, you know, I wake up at five, I do my workout, I drink my protein shake, all of those things. And it shifts for the weekend and that is normal and that's okay, but you need to find a weekend routine. So then you're consistently like you have a week routine and then you have a weekend routine. So your weekend routine may look like you wake up at nine or whatever it is. And the first thing you're going to do is going to be the first thing you do on a weekday. Speaking to my members, you're going to drink your 25 ounces of water as soon as you wake up. Yes, water also counts on the weekend too. You're going to drink your water and you're going to then maybe do the weekend workout and then you're going to drink your post-workout shake and then or your protein and then you're going to move on from there and follow accordingly. Say your kids have games and tournaments on the weekends. Maybe that means if you want to have these specific goals and have this goal that you really want to achieve, you may have to shift a little bit. And maybe it's for a season. Maybe it's a short period of time. But maybe that means, yes, you're going to be exhausted from this traveling all weekend. But maybe that means you'll feel better if you wake up an hour or two before you're supposed to leave or even before you get your kids up to get your snacks prepared and your workout done, your water in, and you're going to have a whole better weekend. I'll just say that. Your weekend will be feeling successful and a lot better. And so another question is, what's the best time of day that I eat? Should I intermittent fast with macros? Should I be doing this or that? And we're going to talk about it because It really can vary depending on personal preference and lifestyle. So some people prefer to eat most of their carbs earlier in the day, while others prefer to save them for the evening because they know they're going to eat dinner as a family, and most people will try to eat what their family eats. So it's important to experiment and just see what works for you. In general, it's a good idea to eat protein with every meal, So that way you stay full longer and satisfied. That will also help decrease any of those sugary cravings you have by getting protein every meal. I always aim for 30 grams of protein per meal, like big meal. 30 to 40 grams per three meals a day. So breakfast, lunch, dinner. And then that leaves me with 10 to 15, maybe 20 grams, depending where I'm at on my season of tracking of macros what my protein goals are, then I have only 15 grams of protein per three snacks a day. And that doesn't even include my post-workout protein. So 
some people I find just make it harder because it feels like a lot and I get it, but I'm trying to simplify it so then it feels less intimidating so you can be more successful. This episode is sponsored by Top Notch Athletics. We customize tailored clothing for those that are here to get things done. We design clothes for those that never settle. The peak performers, the ones that never sell themselves short of the best. The high risers, those that never quit. The strongest in the room. Step into these clothes and your mindset shifts. You become top notch. Check out tnclothing.com to become your top notch self. Hitting your macros, a lot of people think, I can't eat carbs at night. I can't do this. It's totally up to you. It literally does not matter what time of the day you hit your macros as long as you hit them by the time you go to sleep. In a 24-hour period, you need to zero or get close to zeroing out your macros. I try to say stay over or under by no more and no less than 10 grams of each. Some people will be like, okay, I went over 20 grams on my carbs, but I had 10 grams of protein and fat left. And I'm like, that's okay. It's not the end of the world. Don't stress. It takes a lot of strategy and perfection to zero out your macros. And I personally don't do that very frequently because... I am not stepping on a stage for a show, and that's okay. But it looks different. I try to just be more balanced and realistic with my macros and stay within my range. And at least no, I will always hit my protein goal, no exceptions. And that's what I encourage my members to do. Like if you're going to focus on any of the three, number one is always going to be hitting that protein goal. So really, there's not a one-size-fits-all answer to the question of, is there a perfect time to hit my macros or is there a better time to eat my macros throughout the day? No, you just have to see what works for you. Try different things. Make notes on your macro app or on a paper and see how you feel. Do I feel better whenever I eat most of my carbs in the day? Do I have a less crash at night? Am I craving sugar more in the evenings, maybe that means I need to have really high protein for my dinners. And you always should have good carbs and good protein surrounding your workout. So make sure you're leaving that for your workout area. Because I personally like to eat good carbs and good fat about 20 minutes prior to my workout. And then after I load with some carbs and with protein. And there's so many supplements out on the industry right now. I personally am not drinking my carbs. I will be 100%. I'm a supporter of eating your carbs post-workout rather than drinking them. But I will always drink at least one scoop of 20 grams of protein. Mostly, I get two scoops, which will be 40 grams, and about eight ounces of water immediately after my workout. And that's what I suggest to do for my members or anyone else. And that's an easy 40 grams of protein in one sitting. So play with it and see what works for you. And maybe just keep a note in your back of your mind to avoid like consuming a lot of carbs as you go to bed and maybe focus on more like getting high protein before bed. Because if you eat a lot of carbs, you can lead to a glucose spike in the middle of your night, in your middle of your sleep, and it could turn into waking up in the middle of the night. and Usually, nighttime wakings are mostly caused from a glucose spike. 
And then you're like spiking up and then your glucose is going down and you're spiking up and down in these trends. And so that's sleep disruption. And there's so many other things that go into that surrounding that, but try to focus on getting more protein before bed. I'm not saying like, okay, it's 5 p.m. You're not allowed to have your mashed potatoes for dinner. No, I'm saying within like an hour of bed, just avoid hitting a bowl of chips. Like I just wouldn't do that. And again, if you're going to be getting some higher carbs, that's what leads me to my next topic of macronutrient sequencing. And that is going to be in the order of which you eat your fats, your protein, and your carbs to minimize glucose spikes. That way you can optimize on the best fat loss. And so that's in short what that means. This has a lot of information around it, and I'll probably have a whole podcast or maybe even breaking it down into a series like this around macronutrient sequencing and glucose spikes, but I'm just going to talk very short on this. And I personally do this, and I've played with it just to see, and I 100% believe in it. So a general rule of thumb is to eat your carbs last in your meal. This is because eating protein and fats before carbs are going to help slow down the absorption of glucose in your bloodstream, and it's going to help prevent a spike in your insulin levels. And you, when people hear the word insulin, they instantly think, oh, type 1, type 2 diabetes. And that's not true. That's It's just for everyone. So try to always aim for your proteins first and then your fats and then your carbs and eat in that order and see how you feel. And then the next meal that's very similar to what you just ate, try it and differently and see. Like, are you going to be hungry maybe an hour after because your body digested faster because you ate your carbs first? So say, here's a perfect example. Say I ordered, this is my typical meal at any restaurant, a steak, a sweet potato, and some broccoli. Or I'll sometimes get a side salad instead of the broccoli. If I eat my sweet potato first, and then if I eat my steak, and then if I eat my vegetables, I will probably feel more energy all at once immediately following the meal, and then I'm going to crash and be hungry immediately after. And that's because I had a higher glucose spike. And so I suggest eating your steak first and then your fats, which can include multiple things, but I always go steak, veggies, and then my sweet potato or my carbs. So see how it feels. Just play with it and see what you think and see if you notice a difference. I I think it's really cool to, again, macros are so awesome because you can play with them and see. And one day you may have a really awesome day and keep a note of that. Like write what that awesome day of eating looked like on a sticky note and put it on your fridge. So then you can say, I was super successful on this day. I felt so good. My energy was high. And make those notes. Like I felt really strong during my workout. I got my water in and keep that close to you. So then whenever you have a day that you feel like you totally failed on your macros, you have it right in front of your face on a sticky note. Oh yeah, on February 10th, I felt really, really good and I crushed my macros. I was in within three grams of all three of my goals. And this is what I ate 
for breakfast, you had this snack, lunch, dinner, post-workout protein. Right before bed, I ate, I drank another scoop of water with protein and I slept so good. And that's because you didn't have a glucose spike. And so that's the whole point. And so make notes, pay attention. Don't just do this unintentionally. You have to live your life and track your macros and eat your food and do your workouts intentionally. And I know that's hard because there's so much noise around us all the time. But even if you're just intentionally living for like 10 minutes a day, sit down and write it out of how you feel and what this felt like and felt really good during this workout. Be intentional during your workout and be like, I feel so good. Okay, what did I eat prior to my workout that made me feel really, really strong? What did I eat for breakfast? What was this whole day of sequence like? Because I want to mimic this tomorrow and the next day and the next day and the next day. Because then that's when you're going to have consistency and you're going to have success and you're going to have really amazing results. So keep all of those things. Cling on to them. And remember that when you have more muscle, your body burns more fat really without trying. And this is because the muscle tissue is metabolically active, meaning it requires more calories to maintain. So fat tissue is not as active and it does not require as many calories to maintain your fat. So when you have more muscle mass, your body requires more calories to maintain the muscle tissue. That is when you're exercising and not exercising. And so you're going to have to eat more the more muscle you have on your body to maintain it and to continue growing it. That is why, and I have an episode on this of like why eating less food is not helping you gain muscle and burn fat. It's not going to because scientifically it can't. If you are only eating 1,200 calories a day, but you're burning 1,600, it's not going to equal, your math ain't mathin', And you're not going to be able to build muscle by doing that. And so your body's just naturally going to burn more fat without any effort the more muscle you have. And that's including throughout the day, when you're at rest, when you're sleeping. But it's really important to note that while having more muscle on your body, it can burn more fat, but it's not the magic solution for fat loss and weight loss. You still have to maintain the calorie deficit, meaning that you're burning more calories than you consume to lose the fat. However, having more muscle can make it easier to maintain a muscle or a calorie deficit, but you have to make sure, and that's where macros come in. That is literally the whole entire purpose of if you want to achieve that, that's why you have to follow macros because you and your body, your age, your height, your metabolic rate, everything has to be specific so your body can function properly. And I've thousands of testimonials from members who are like, Jen, you're right. I am only one week on tracking my macros and I feel so good. I'm not hungry. I'm not craving the sweets and the sugar and all the stuff because I feel good. I'm finally putting inside of my body what it needs to get the best results. And I've had people who 
you know, they'll be like, nope, I only know keto and I only do this. And those are fads. And maybe a keto works for a quick jumpstart to extreme fat loss, but it's not sustainable. You can't live your life like that in that sort of a eating pattern. And so that is where macros come into play. And I'm not saying jumpstart with keto. I'm saying start with macros every time, all the time. And there's ways to cycle off of macros. We have maintenance macros. It depends where you're at in your lifestyle and with your goals. I will go through seasons of tracking. I go through seasons of intuitive eating. There's no right or wrong answer for anyone. Everybody's different. I have members who are like, I will force them to go on to maintenance macros that leads to intuitive eating for a couple months because I don't want them to be burnt out. And they will message me a month in and they're like, Jen, I need macros. I cannot function. But that's their brain. That's their Enneagram. That's who they are. That's their behavioral pattern. Some people need the consistent routine and schedule to thrive. Otherwise, their brain just feels chaotic. And some people need a break or else their brain feels like it's broken because we are burnt out. So again, I have over 6,000 members, 6,000 different personalities, 6,000 different goals and ways of doing it. And it's beautiful and I love it. And every single day, it's different. That is why I love JGFG. And that is why I love helping these women and men figure their macros because it's the best results that they're ever going to see. So I'm going to wrap this up and I'm going to give you 10 wrap-up tips on hitting your macros. I'm just going to rapid fire them and it's all of these in a summary. So one, start by setting your realistic goals surrounding your macros. Two, it's going to be asking me for your macros if you're a member, planning your meals in advance. Three, using a scale to weigh your portions for more accurate, concise entries into your app or your spreadsheet. Four, tracking your food intake with an app or a spreadsheet. Five, meal prep to ensure you have the healthy options at your fingertips. That way, if you have to go to a soccer game, you already have your meal prep prepped. You just warm it up and you drive there. And then you can eat it when you get to the soccer game or eat it on your way there. That's what we do a lot of times. Six, don't skip your meals. It is so essential to fuel your body regularly. I highly suggest every two hours eating. That way you can't get starving, hangry, and then you're, again, all about the glucose spike. Number seven, choose nutrient-dense foods over processed options. Focus on whole food, rich in protein, great in healthy fats, complex carbs. Just focus on trying to put food into your body that blesses it. Number eight, don't be afraid to experiment with different recipes, different meal prep techniques, Try to keep it fresh. Try to keep it interesting. On my meal plan guide, I give you, as a member, a new meal plan guide every week. And I highly encourage my members to use it as their guide for their macros. Adjust the recipe accordingly to fit your needs. It's not a one-size-fits-all. It's not a follow this and everyone's going to have the best perfect results. It's a here are your specific macros for you. Now use my guide. That is a brand new recipe, so it takes all the guesswork out for you. It's literally why I have that there. Number nine, stay hydrated. Drink the gallon of water a day. If a gallon is intimidating to you, you start small, 60 ounces, 70 ounces, 80, 90, 100. 
Move up each week to 10 more ounces until you get to the gallon. Number 10, plan, 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 and do not skip meals. Less is not more. It's just going to lead to your body using your hard-earned muscle for energy. Less is not more. I will say that all day, every day. Spread your macros out through the day. Eat in a specific order. Be consistent. Plan. Embrace it all. Love it. You have to love the journey. Be nice to yourself. Talk nice to yourself. Love your body and your body will love you back. I love you guys. I'll see you next episode. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Mind to Muscle. If you'd like to tune into future episodes, don't forget to follow me on your preferred listening platform. And if you enjoyed today's episode, make sure and leave a review. I really appreciate those. Don't forget you are strong, you are powerful, you are worthy, and you can do hard things. I love you guys. Bye.